Welcome to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. We've got a great guest on, someone I feel like I know very well, but I've never met him in person. He is the great voice of the Great Lakes in the morning, and he is Paul W. Smith. You can hear him weekdays from 5.30 to 9, dubbed by the Wall Street Journal as the king of radio in Detroit. Paul W. is the only broadcaster, this is amazing, who has been asked to fill in for the three biggest names in the business, the late Paul Harvey, the late Rush Limbaugh, as well as Sean Hannity. Paul W. has been named the best morning show personality by the Michigan Association of Broadcasters. If you listen to radio, if you listen to Detroit radio, you're going to be very familiar with Paul W. Paul W., how are you? I am excellent, Tony. Nice seeing you. And I went into the National Radio Hall of Fame before I went into the Michigan Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. I don't know exactly what that means, but I was happy to be in both of them and certainly thrilled to be on the radio station I, too, grew up listening to. I grew up listening to J.P. McCarthy and all of the other great performers that we have had on WJR over the past 100 years. This is probably a bad time since we've started the program, but I should tell you, I'm not sure I'm the guy you want to talk to because you want to talk about news and how news has changed and all of that. Believe me, I have an opinion, but I'm not a newscaster. The only time I was, I played a newscaster was filling in for Paul Harvey. And even then it was Paul Harvey news and comment because they left room in there for comment. So I've never really been a newsman. They are newscasters. I'm really, Tony, an opinion caster. I'm happy to be with you, but I don't want to let you down. Well, before we dive into that, I want to send my condolences out to you and the WJR family about the loss of Frank Beckman. Both of us listened to him a great deal, and me starting my career as a sports broadcaster knew of Frank very well. It was always interesting, Paul. I am a Michigan State guy, always have been, but listen to Frank religiously. And I listened to those Michigan broadcasts because he was so good. Oh, he was so good. You know, how many years? It was Bob Eufer and Frank Beckman. That's like 65 years of broadcasting and many of those years on WJR. We all miss Frank. It's all still so new. Now, at the radio station, unlike the general public, we knew Frank was having difficulties for like the last two years and the past year was especially difficult for him. It was just a horrible way to go. He deserved so much better and we miss him and we will always miss him. And, uh, you know, there are other names out there that are stuck in our hearts and souls. Yours, Tony, mine from growing up, listening to WJR. I miss JP McCarthy. And I mean, who knew that after growing up listening to him, and I mean, growing up listening to him, that one day I would sit in that chair. That was kind of uh, overwhelming about 26 years or so ago that I came back to WJR. A lot of people forget I was there for probably 10 years before that, uh, doing some things for JP, filling in for JP, doing the Thanksgiving Day Parade with JP doing a weekend show for the longest time. I did weekends on JR, got on a plane every Sunday, flew back to New York city to do Monday through Friday at WABC. Then Friday got on a plane, flew back to Detroit to do Saturday, Sunday on WJR. 
I did all of that on my own time and on my own nickel, frankly. And it's because I loved WJR so much. There just wasn't any full-time work available there because people, unlike most radio stations uh, around the country, people come to JR and stay. The best example was Frank Beckman, 48 years, almost half of the existence of this great radio station celebrating its 100th anniversary right now. I want to talk about something that you shared with Frank and with JP. As a kid growing up in Mount Clemens, it made no sense that I would listen to the news on WJR, but there's something about the pros at WJR, how you guys do what you do, the big movers and shakers you talk to that kind of draw in the listeners and the multitude of listeners. How do you guys do that? What is it about WJR and those broadcasters? Well, I have to tell you, Tony, I grew up in Monroe, Michigan, and it was just very normal to listen to JP McCarthy because at that point with their traffic airplane, and traffic jet copter, they might very well be talking about traffic outside my door in Monroe if there was uh-huh. a problem on I-75 or Telegraph Road or whatever. And WJR maintained standards. You know, nobody started really on WJR. Everybody has been somewhere else before they make it to WJR. I mean, that's just the way it is. But the standards were high. And, you know, they only let certain people be there as we'll further discuss as we continue, Tony. You're listening to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with WJR's Paul W. Smith. When we come back, we're going to talk about WJR and 100 years across 38 states in the great country of Canada. We'll talk about that next here on Media Business. Something to grow. It takes time. Like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. And you are listening to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. We're talking with Paul W. Smith from WJR. Paul W., uh, I should do commercials for WJR because it really stuck with me across 37, 38 states in Canada. How did WJR just start and reach this pinnacle in professional radio? How did that happen? Well, it happened in a lot of different ways. Way back when, there weren't that many radio stations to listen to. Imagine when JP was on, there were no morning television shows other than Good Morning America, the Today Show, all starting at seven. Mm-hmm. We have morning television shows starting at 4.30 in the morning now. Mm-hmm. So there's that, which divides people's attention. We were a clear channel, 50,000 watt radio station. What did that mean? That meant nowhere else in the country was there a radio station on the frequency 760. That's not true anymore. But back then, 760 was the clear channel space 
for WJR, which meant we could keep our power up 24 hours a day at 50,000 watts. Today, radio stations have to lower their power at nighttime so as not to infringe on other signals, other radio stations that are using the same frequency. WJR did not have to do that ever. In fact, I don't even know if we have to do it now because there are one or two, maybe, I'm not even sure, Tony, how many 760s there are out there for other radio stations. But we had the big stick, and therefore we had the clear channel voice that went across the country that still does at nighttime and early in the morning when I'm on. It's when I first come on, especially in the wintertime when it's dark and all of that. We are hitting, I think you said 38 states. I don't really keep track because when I talk on the radio, generally I'm talking to one person. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've always tried to do. So I don't even think about who's out there, who's not out there. I mean, I'm aware of my listeners. I love my listeners. Without them, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. But the radio station has been aware of its position in our business. I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I've been on other radio stations. I was on an FM in Philadelphia. I was on WABC in New York. Never have I been more concerned. I'll even use the word worried. Never have I been more concerned or worried about what I am about to say as I have been on this radio station, WJR, the great voice of the Great Lakes. I don't know why, but that's the truth. Paul W., I want to talk a little bit about the guests that WJR gets because it's something that I've tried to mimic. Most of my broadcast experience has been in the Lansing market. Now that we're doing this pod that can go anywhere, I live by the moniker that WJR does. We try to get on the movers and shakers and decision makers and the check writers. The first guest we had on the pod was Tom Izzo. How has WJR over the years been able to get these guys, the head of General Motors, the head of Ford, you talk to presidents? I, I have to tell you, we get those kinds of guests, Tony, because we treat all of our guests with respect. You know, I get people of different political persuasions yelling at me for being too easy on this person or too easy on that person. But they should notice that that person will always come back and be on with me. Meaning I may disagree vehemently with what the governor has done. I'm not going to put her down. One of the newspapers might've been the Philadelphia Inquirer. Somebody once said about me a long time ago, I had learned the art of disagreeing without being disagreeable. Mm -hmm. And I've lived by that. I would never invite someone into my home and then start beating them up. I just don't do that. And my listeners have always been smart enough to understand when someone's not answering my question, I don't beat them up. I just ask the question maybe again in a different way. And if they still don't answer it, I move on. And my listeners say, oh, he or she didn't answer the question. My listeners are very bright. Our listeners to WJR for the past 100 years have always been at the top of the demographic scale and psychographic scale. We've had very successful people, very smart people listen to us. And we know that, we understand that, and we keep that in mind when we're doing things. And why do those people come on, WJR? Because they understand they need to come on. 
WJR. We spend so, more time telling people, sorry, we can't get you on than trying to struggle to get someone on. Paul, is there someone you've wanted to get on the radio but haven't had the opportunity because they declined or that's just not their thing? You know, Tony, I've interviewed every president since Gerald Ford. And that's a big deal. I didn't know it was a big deal till they were giving a going away party to Barbara Walters. And they said, she's interviewed every president since Richard Nixon. I went, well, wait a minute. I had the guy right after him <laughs> and I'm still working. Mm-hmm. So I'm presuming I'll have even more. The answer I'll give you, Tony, is one that I've never tried to get. But when people say, is there anyone you haven't gotten? I say this every year for years. Well, I haven't had the Pope on yet. <laughs> You're listening to Media Business. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with the great voice of the Great Lakes Morning Show, Paul W. Smith. When we come back, we're going to talk about opinion radio and the media and how the media has changed quite a bit. We'll do that next on Media Business. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. I'm Tony Conley, and you're listening to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. We're talking with WJR's Paul W. Smith. Paul, you mentioned something that's quite interesting. You mentioned that you are not a news person per se. You're an opinion person per se. And you found a unique way to do that because there's a lot of times when in today's media, when people give their opinion, their opinion's the only one that matters, and they kind of shove it down your throat. You've kind of figured out a different way how to do that. Talk about that. I do have strong opinions about most everything, but I understand that my opinion is not the only opinion. It may be the right opinion, but it's not the only opinion. It's an opinion. And I have listeners, I hope, that have all kinds of different opinions. I hope they stick with me because I am fair to people. I have on guests who clearly do not see life the way I see it, do not see government the way I see it, do not see business the way I see it. And we don't see eye to eye, but they still will come on my show because I will give them a fair shake. I'll let them say what they want to say, feel they have to say. I don't have to agree with them, but I also don't and won't put them down. I mean, there have been very few times I've lashed out at a guest, and it's generally because they were talking down to or even putting down my listeners, and that gets me riled up. And that's the only time I've ever yelled at a guest and, frankly, told him to get off. I feel like Bob Grant, get off my line. Bob Grant was a reference to a New York talk show host who Mm -hmm. really did the inflammatory kind of talk, and I shared an office with him at WABC. I have never done radio that way. so. When it happens, it's a big deal. What has happened to news? First of all, there are, honestly, Tony, as you know, far fewer people at every newspaper, radio station, television station, far fewer news people than there ever were before. It's just a fact. 
And unfortunately, like all of us who've had to take on greater responsibilities in whatever business we're in, there are fewer people there. Some things fall by the wayside and through the cracks. For example, I don't know when it started. I'm very aware of it. And it bothers me tremendously. And that is, at least around here, Tony, every doggone television newscast at 6 or 11 begins with, and now breaking news, and they act like there's a bulletin at the start of every newscast. Mm-hmm. And you and I both know that if you keep <laughs> doing that, people are going to not pay attention or think it's really a big deal news story. And why yeah. would we think it? We go, breaking news, it's raining in Detroit. Really? That's breaking news? Come on. So there's a lot of that. There's also a lot of people who don't know the difference, far be it for me to tell them, but I'm going to right now, that don't know the difference between being a newscaster and an opinion caster. I am an opinion caster, as I've said time and time again. With the advent of news being available everywhere, including places we shouldn't get it, social media, because you don't know if it's really news or not news. You still want to believe that what you're hearing on television or radio or reading in the newspaper is verifiable. But the reality is there are now more people than ever, even on regular television, certainly on cable, who clearly have an agenda. And that becomes the most important thing that they do, which gets in the way of giving good honest, straightforward news. That's part of the problem as I see it, Tony, today. Paul W., two questions here. Same question, different uh, entities, if you will. From your perspective, is the news reporting in the state of Michigan fair, balanced, and biased, and is it across America that way? Did you mean fair, balanced, and unbiased? Correct. Okay, because I thought I heard you say biased. I will agree. It is biased. (laughs) It is not fair and balanced. What we have the opportunity to do, I say that America is divided into Fox News people and CNN News people, and you gravitate to the one that you agree with and you think that's all the news. Unfortunately, for me, it's fortunate that I watch them all because I have to, Mm -hmm. even those that drive me crazy, MSNBC, for example. But I have to know what's going on. But a lot of people, only watch Fox or only watch CNN. So that's the world to them. And it's two completely different worlds. So unfortunately, you need to get your news from a variety of sources and then make a decision based on your own common sense, I think. Paul W., uh, I'm going to give you a little free reign here. Who's the best guest from your perspective that you've had? Oh, boy. Everybody always asks me that question. (laughs) I don't have a good answer. One answer I give is when I had Jerry Lininger, our Michigan astronaut, Jerry Lininger, on my show, on his birthday, on that space junk, the Mir, Mm. and NASA thought it was a big enough deal that they broadcast it on the NASA television channel so I could watch the monitor in front of me and watch Jerry Leninger answer my questions. And I could see how long it took for my question to get up to him and how long his answer it took to get to me. I don't know why, but I always think of that and get kind of emotional at a guy like that who is putting his life on the line for us for research. Out of all the presidents and kings and queens and CEOs and chairmen, that's the one that always comes to my mind because it's so hard to pick. One other quick thing for folks who want to know more about our 100th anniversary, go to WJR.com forward slash WJR 100. 
WJR.com forward slash WJR100 to know more about our 100-year history. Paul W., we appreciate you so much, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tony. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.